0: Killer, base is loaded. Uh huh. Zeke on first, Santana on second, Jim on third. Yeah, I'm in bet. Walk out to hit this shit out for the world. Killer. Kumbaya, what? Bumbaya killer, can my lord still the man with the pen, Skrilla fan, more boy, them bitches they want to new to me, niggas they want to do to me, the hooligan and hands, maneuvering's nothing new to me, doggy I'm from the land of crime. pan pan, cream a dime, not toes or MC, when I say hammer time, beef I hammer mine, when I get my hands on nines, if I have on bam a corduroy's a shine, canary burgundy, I call it lemon red, Yellow diamonds in my ear, call lemon heads. Lemon head, end up dead, ice like Winnipeg. Gemstone, stones. you could say I'm friends with red. One happy, scrappy, I got the tacky at me. Bitches say I'm tacky, daddy, range look like laffy tacky.
1: Hello and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Alison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, is here. Well, we'll get into that later. Anyway, to make up for the fact that we are down a host, I made sure to pull out all the stops and get not one, not two, but eight great guests for this episode. I'm recording this after the fact, so forgive me if it isn't as seamless as it normally would be, but let's get right into it with our first guest welcome back to the show trice
2: hey hi everybody how's it going
1: um i'm sure everyone is glad to hear you are on this bff all-star edition how have you been
2: uh i've been okay i've been not you know what i don't know that we need to answer that question honestly (laughs) for the purposes of a podcast i've been doing all right i have not been too terrible work has not been great uh but otherwise eh, not bad not bad
1: keeping on uh keeping on that subject of work i'm curious you work in an office have you ever eaten in a meeting
2: Mm, uh, we do have sort of informal meetings sometimes where someone will bring like a like a veggie tray or something like that just to be nice but uh yeah, kind of, but I, even when they bring stuff, people tend to shy away from it because they feel kind of weird about it.
1: Yeah, I don't... I Fortunately, I don't have to go to meetings. We do have driver's meetings every few months, and I never go because they can suck my dick from the back if they think I'm going in on my off day. But... I would hesitate to eat, especially if it's a meeting where you're going to do a lot of talking. Like, last thing you want to do is, like, grab one of the breakfast burritos when they're like, Trace, bring us up to speed on this report. And then you're like, uh, I got a mouthful of egg, cheese, and bacon.
2: (laughs) Or, I mean, uh, Casey St. Ange was on the podcast talking about uh, power moves or whatever. That would be a power move to just be like, Housing a breakfast burrito, just pouring <laughs> salsa on it and eating it while you're talking and pointing at like a projection screen. <laughs>
1: hmm. You know, I think that's uh, where she and I differ. Uh, I'm curious: at these meetings, do you ever sit at a conference table?
2: Uh, almost always. So there's a there's the like a monthly department meeting where we all kind of like gather around in the department and talk about whatever monthly whatever's going on or new hires or departures or whatever and then when we have a meeting about a more specific subject we have conference rooms in the building because i work in like a five-story office building so there's conference multiple conference rooms on every floor so you schedule one in advance and then you go in there and talk about whatever you need to talk about
1: so how do you pick where you sit at that table
2: uh good question i uh... Tends not to go to one side or the other and sit somewhere in the middle uh, It's an informal process, but that's usually how it goes.
1: Hmm. I'm curious, did you know that Wayfair provides furniture for detention centers?
2: <laughs> I had heard something about that. uh I could not have told you the name of the company.
1: Could you have told me the price of said conference table?
2: Oh. Uh, no. I know, like, Ben Carson, uh, Ben Barson, I believe is his name on, you might be familiar with from the Bodega Boys, but, uh, oh, yeah. he, he got in, in trouble for buying, like, a, a multi-thousand dollar fancy table that was, like, a crazy waste of taxpayer money, but I don't know about the Wayfair, their prices for stuff.
1: So, what I was thinking when Allison brought this up, because Daniel said she should just look into getting a conference table for the hole in the middle, uh, while Ray is there hiding more of his shit in their garage or wherever, uh, I would just have him punch a big old hole in a regular fucking Ikea table or something. And I, I would imagine Ikea has a conference table anyway.
2: They would have to, yeah. And I... I feel like if they got Ray to put a hole in a table, it would somehow take like three weeks and cost like an extra $500 or something. Something would happen. Someone would like leave their tools in the shed and have to come back on like a Sunday morning. Some some nonsense thing would happen. It might just be better to go to Ikea and buy a table.
1: Even better idea Daniel has been building a bookshelf from Ikea bookshelves into, like, some kind of mega bookshelf. The tools are already left over at their house anyway, so
2: Daniel, get to sawing. (laughs) With his sleep deprivation and everything, I'm not sure that's a great idea, a great combination of factors. But, uh, yeah, it it might be a fun project for him.
1: I mean, you just gotta count your fingers and then have the same amount of fingers before and after you do this sawing, and you're—I mean, there's nothing else that can go wrong, really.
2: Yeah, there's there's, there's uh, the part in the middle is is rough, but I have faith. I think he could probably pull it off.
1: Hmm. I was going to say that's what she said, but that's a hacky joke. Um, I'm curious, how uh, big of a Seinfeld fan are you?
2: Oh, on a scale of like one to ten
1: uh one and a half, mm, all right, in that case, we are not gonna be playing the Senfield trivia game with you, but I do think we'll be playing that with someone a little later because uh, this show is a mishmash of nonsense. Not everyone is gonna get to do every segment, but I'm gonna ask you,
2: do you have any shout outs? uh shout out man everyone there's so many people uh Elisa obviously who's just slacking on her duty like she always is I don't know what's going on with Elisa uh uh, if that came out like it was serious that was not serious um uh shout out to Megan uh top commenter Leanne Ward who's always doing uh the lord's work it seems a dramatic thing to say uh (laughs) everyone I don't know Uh, Joanna, and uh, Dr. Jen, uh, uh, everybody.
1: Great. I am going to send a shout out to our fearless leader, Lisa Lowry. Not who you were thinking, I was going to say. She's just going to visit her husband up in Santa Cruz. I don't know if that's up or down, or east or west, but... You know, she's going there, so uh, that's why she's not here. Also, I think she might be into Dungeons & Dragons now, because she told me she was going on an ice raid or something like that. Uh, so, I don't know. She's she's busy either way. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to send a shout-out to she's Brittany.
2: definitely a monster doing those raids. Go on.
1: <laughs> uh, sh- shout-out to Brittany. Her birthday is on the 23rd. Uh, shout out to her. She she just met the one and only uh, Mo Bandy of Instagram fame from Colonel Jeff's crazy record collection covers. Uh, she got to see Mo Bandy live. That's fucking crazy. Also, someone pooped behind their salon. Oh. Not cool. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to her for all of those things. And that's the end of my shout-out. And I think that's the end of our time, Trice. Thank you so much for being on. And we look forward to having you back on for a full show.
2: Goodbye, everybody.
1: Moving on to our next guest. Welcome back to the show, Kelly.
3: Hello, BFFers.
1: (laughs) How are you doing, Kelly?
3: I am doing well. Thanks for having me, Rafi.
1: Well, you are a fan favorite, And this is the all-star edition. So we had to get you in. Let's get uh, straight to it. During the Casey St. Ange episode, they started talking about the difference between New York and LA. Now this is not exactly the same, but you went from San Diego to Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I was curious, are there any differences?
3: Surprisingly? Yeah, there's quite a few differences. Um, People in the Midwest are generally nice. Uh, Salt-of-the-earth people would give you their shirt off their back. And I can't speak for all um, folks in San Diego, but I feel they're more guarded and uh, not as friendly uh, in Iowa, when you're driving and you pass someone, you wave at them and we don't do that shit in San Diego. Like, I've never seen that happen, ever.
1: That's funny. Um, yeah, I I kind of wish I lived in a small town. The closest I get to that is when we go visit Mexico and same thing, if you're driving by, you just wave at people. Sometimes you know them, but a lot of people you don't. And it's it's kind of I feel like it's like living in the past. Like, I feel like this is probably what it was like in the 1800s when you go by on your stagecoach or whatever the fuck. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nice, but uh, n- not the kind of thing I could do every day.
3: Yeah, people are super nice here. I do miss the anonymity of a big city. Yeah, I definitely miss that.
1: Well, another topic that came up was the difference between boy dogs and girl dogs. Now, you are a dog owner. Of, mm-hmm. You have an adorable corgi, right?
3: I do, yes.
1: So I'm bad with dog breeds. So I know you have a corgi, but I'm just like, is it a corgi? Because it could be one of those crazy mixed totally. corgis or something. So, mm-hmm. But uh, tell us, because uh, I know this, this one's a girl, right?
3: Yeah, she's a girl, Um, and then I also have lots of experience as a dog trainer as well. Um, I don't dog train here in Iowa, but I did in San Diego, and I did have a male dog who unfortunately passed away um, shortly after we moved to Iowa. So in my experience, um, I feel like male dogs are easier, Um, and the corgi that I have, she is, gosh, she'll be... 11 next month and Mm -hmm. she's so high maintenance whereas my like my corgi mix that I had before he was a rescue he was super anxious but he was so low maintenance um yeah that's just my experience I also feel like he was better at learning um as far as like tricks and stuff he was more eager to please and I don't know if because I've had her all of her life if she just feels like she doesn't have to impress me. But in my experience as a dog owner, I feel like boy dogs are just generally easier.
4: I
1: mean, all of those uh, traits that you mentioned uh, seem to be ringing true with me. I'm eager to please and I'm easy to train.
3: <laughs> Heyo! So,
1: <laughs> I think you've, uh, you've got a point there. Uh, another thing that briefly came up... And you you listen to some hip-hop, and I, of course, do. Absolutely. I'm curious if you caught the same thing that I caught, but she mentioned that on Busy Tonight, they would make celebrities' dreams come true, which is great because they don't have uh, easy enough lives as it is.
5: Honestly, yeah.
1: And she mentioned that someone wanted to become a hip-hop DJ, and his favorite DJ was Eric B. and Rakim. So as we all know, I'm sure Rakim is a rapper, and it's pronounced Rakim. Eric B is the DJ, uh, but uh, please tell me that it's just me who uh, was offended by this.
3: Uh, it was pretty offensive. I mean, learn about culture, please, uh, Casey St. You're you're wonderful. And who was the? Oh, who was the celebrity that wanted to be a DJ?
1: I don't remember. I should probably look it up, but I I'm not, I can't be bothered.
3: That's fair enough. I respect that.
1: But maybe I should because they like Eric B and Rakim. So well, the the funny thing is that I've heard Rakim be pronounced Rakim before, which I mm-hmm. guess is it's not a common name. But I mean, it's R A K I M. Like you you don't call anyone Kimberly. Right. The R, the A to the K I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am?
3: You don't. Um, And based on the way that it looks, I would have pronounced it right. Like if I had seen it for the first time. But, you know.
1: Yeah, same here.
3: May I just say that um, there is a vast difference between Casey's first appearance and this most recent appearance. She... Okay, I can tell, and no shade, I love Busy Phillips. I love her. Um, I liked her show. I think I may have been the only person that really enjoyed it. But she has been spending so much time with Busy. If If you just listen to a snippet of that first show, there's no likes. There's no ums. She is completely... She's completely taken on the way Busy speaks, um, idioms, all that stuff. Um, I think they're spending too much time together. That's my opinion.
1: Uh, I don't remember her first appearance, but uh, interesting to know that you caught that. So before we end our speed dating edition of uh, this episode with you... It turns out that you're a casual Seinfeld fan, so Mm -hmm. we're going to do a very quick round of the Seinfeld trivia game. Hey! Would you like the easy or harder questions?
3: You better hit me with those easy questions so I don't embarrass myself.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Our first question is from a blue card. Who is Jerry's favorite superhero? Ooh,
3: um... This is embarrassing but i don't know if i know um is it is it superman
1: that is correct he has even appeared in a commercial for american express with superman voiced by patrick warburton the vo- uh, the character he played on seinfeld was david putty so oh my gosh interesting factoid also
3: he's in the b movie which is very big in my household
1: you know i've only seen it once and i feel like i should watch it again because once i made the reference so do you like jazz and someone knew that it was from b movie but i didn't know it from the b movie i know Mm -hmm. it as a jerry seinfeld reference sure so i felt like a fool okay moving on yellow question who said it hey mom what the hell do I gotta do to get some food around here? I'm starving, and if it's peanut butter, I'm gonna shove it in your face.
3: <laughs> um, I'm going to guess George. <laughs> uh,
1: unfortunately, that is Donald the Bubble Boy. <laughs> that, oh, uh, my,
3: Of course, of course.
1: That's uh, that's a good one.
3: He's really he he's really tough for someone who is encased in plastic.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the orange question now. Kramer's friend Bob Cobb feels bad when Jerry and Elaine don't call him this.
4: Hmm.
3: Um. The maestro.
1: That is correct. You are three for three. You're doing pretty damn good.
3: I'm two for three, but thank you.
1: (laughs) Wait, you got Superman. Oh, sorry. The bubble boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. (laughs) I don't know how to count. Kelly, why do you bring this up? I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Now, a red question. This well-known TV weather person is sitting opposite Elaine on a subway train. It turns out that he's also on the cover of the TV guide she's holding. Who is it?
3: I think I'm going two for four. I am not sure.
1: Do you want to take a guess? It's a well-known TV weather person.
3: Oh, Al Roker.
1: That is correct. Al Roker from the Cigar Store Indian episode. You are killing it. A green question. After Steinbrenner hears that George might have communist leanings, he sends him here to look at a Southpaw for the team.
3: I couldn't even guess.
1: Ah, the correct answer was Cuba. Shit. Now for our final purple question, Newman has a connection to get this bathroom item imported from the former Yugoslavia.
3: Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Um. This is really telling me that I need to watch. Um. I need to rewatch. Um. Um. Is it is it a shower head?
1: That is correct. You got four out of six right.
3: Those odds are not bad. I feel pretty good about that.
1: I mean you uh, you matched my score. Although I was doing the quote unquote hard questions. That's but fair. still, you matched my score. Great job, Kelly, and thank you for being on. We look forward to having you back for a full episode when Lisa's back on, but for now, we have to move on to our next caller.
3: Thank you, Raphael.
1: Next up, welcome back to the show, Whitney. What's up? How's it going, Whitney?
6: I'm good. I'm chilling in Florida right now. I live in Georgia, but I'm at a conference in Florida, so yeah, I'm enjoying it.
1: Uh, How's your brother and uh, that lovely pooch of
6: his? (laughs) They're amazing. So uh, for those of you who don't know, my brother has a basset hound named Bay. Um, After Beyonce, even though I know really she's B, but we call the dog Bay. And um, she's beautiful and she's the love of his life other than his boyfriend, Fong. But, you know, it's all good. (laughs) You can have two loves of your life.
1: So one thing I do briefly want to mention is your campaign to raise some money for Raices, Texas. Uh what is uh, yeah. the update on that?
6: So, I think as of today we're at 427. So, we're almost halfway. I had to pick a goal when I set it, even though I think we could eclipse it, you know, eventually if we try hard, but I think right now we're at 427, which is pretty good over a week and a half of fundraising.
1: Uh is there a date that it will end?
6: I had to put a date and, you know, I'm not sure because it really depends on the political climate. And if I could foretell that, I would be a rich woman and I wouldn't be at a conference for English teachers. But uh, I set a date for New Year's Eve, even though I know that we may not be actively fundraising up until that point. But I figure people can go make donations if they feel like that's something they want to do whenever they want.
1: Oh, perfect. So I've been... uh... I know you have uh, something where you can donate for every mile that you guys run, and that's just way too much math for me. (laughs) So I'm just going to say now that uh, I will go on there uh, tomorrow and uh, make a donation because I've been slacking on that stuff. But thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. So now we can finally get into what we're here to discuss, and that is the episode with Casey St. Ange. Whitney, you asked about her favorite fruit. So I'm going to ask you about yours.
6: My favorite fruit. I'm sure that a year ago I would have said apples because apples are great. And we've enjoyed some apple chat on Allison. I don't know why we don't have an apple chat drop, but I specifically remember her discussing the merits of Honeycrisp versus Maybe Gala and some other apple varieties. I think that's when Greg was on the show. Does that ring a bell?
1: Yes, and I think she likes a pink lady, if I'm not mistaken.
6: Yeah, that may be true. And I I like those too. Now, my Kroger, my neighborhood Kroger, used to have a variety of apple called Kanzi, or maybe Kanzi, but I think Kanzi, K A N Z I. And I've never seen them anywhere else, and they were delicious, and now I can't find them at my Kroger either. So I'm not going to go with apples, even though I've been talking about apples for two minutes. Um, right now, I'm really into cherries. I eat cherries all the time.
1: Interesting, and a great choice. Um, I've I got to look up this Konzi apple now. I've never even heard of it. Uh, can we agree that, uh, the red delicious is the worst of the apples?
6: trash, <laughs> trash, yeah. trash, utter garbage. Yeah. The uh, correct way to eat a red delicious is to open the trash and place it directly inside. It's not good. Uh,
1: I don't want to encourage people to waste food, but this isn't <laughs> food. So I say go for it. Right. Uh, right. Give it to also... an animal. <laughs> uh, maybe a raccoon family that you find in your home for some reason. Yeah. Uh, how uh, how are you about eating in meetings, particularly a banana?
6: I hate bananas. Um, I'm a teacher, so hence me being at this English Teachers Conference right now. But I ban bananas from my classroom. I personally hate the smell of them. I hate the taste of them. I hate the texture of them. They're cute visually. That's all they have going for them. Um, so I would not eat a banana in a meeting, nor... On a plane, on a train, in a house, or any of the other things in the Dr. Seuss book. But I would eat in a meeting, and I have seen people eat bananas in meetings. So I thought it was funny that Busy was so up in arms over the fact that Casey did it. Is it Casey or Cassie?
1: I think it's Casey. Okay. Okay. So that's – you know, I didn't even put two and two together that you are a teacher, so you might be getting, like, some shiny apples on your desk, and maybe that's why they would have been your favorite at one time. Um, I have gotten
6: exactly one apple from a student, and I actually took a picture of it and put it on Instagram because I was like, it's (laughs) happening. (laughs) It finally happened.
1: I think I must have seen that because it sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I do eat a banana every day. I like them. They're not my favorite. They're far from my favorite. But uh, just because I'm driving all the time and I need a quick snack that I can eat as I drive, uh, it's it's very yeah. handy for that. But
6: All the things that you said about bananas are true. They come in their own wrapper. They're easy to eat, although they're strangely shaped which is a little bit problematic you know it can lead to some weird looks but other than that a perfect food like the egg the egg is another perfect food
1: (laughs) uh yeah you're right about that it can be it's probably much worse for women than it would be for a man but yeah for sure uh not the best fruit to eat in public uh or in a meeting i guess but i'm curious what are some power moves that you've pulled in your life
6: that is a really good question. Um, okay, I have to buy myself some time. So what's your favorite fruit?
1: Ah, My favorite fruits, uh, I've mentioned before that they are, and of course, we're talking about like perfect conditions, like, you know, in the in the perfect world where you don't get like a mealy fruit or anything. It would be either strawberries or kiwi. And now that these sun gold mm. kiwis are everywhere, I'm going nuts over those uh but i guess currently the uh shit what are they called there's these oh cotton candy grapes uh, i'm going nuts for those as well lately so it's it's you know any any of those will do
6: i've never had either of those varieties but when you talked about cotton candy grapes it reminded me of the gra- the grapple did you ever have a grapple when they were popular
1: uh what the hell is a grapple
6: a grapple is a grape-flavored apple.
1: Oh, have I had that? It sounds familiar now that you mention it. Um,
6: I don't think yeah. I have. The only time I saw them, it was maybe like 2008, and they, they were sold in a four-pack, like a plastic clamshell four-pack at the grocery store. And uh, so I bought one. And I ate them, and I like them. I like grapes. I like the flavor. I like apples, so what's not to like? But there was some cognitive dissonance because you're biting into an apple, and it has the texture and the snap of an apple, but the flavor is the sweetness of the grape. So it was a little bit weird. I liked it, but a little bit weird.
1: Hmm. I recently had some apricot that was – A different variety, Um, and now I'm blanking on what it was. But they were fine, but not anything to write home about. Clearly, I didn't even remember what 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 it was so special about it. But um, hmm. so, power moves,
6: power moves. You know, I'm still thinking the whole time.
1: I can't really think of a
6: power move like that.
1: Well, let's say, uh, I don't know, in your classroom, would you like put a a pencil and then you know it's like free print pencils grab a pencil and then you only have
6: one in there <laughs> i always have pencils but that's because i collect them off the floor the ones that students drop and leave behind i collect them and put them in a cup and the students are free to go take one and i've never run out of pencils from that cup because students drop them all the time so i, I never buy pencils that's great um I, I probably would, I would not put that past myself as a teacher. I would like to study the psychological, you know, impulse behind that, but I don't know that I'll ever be in the situation that I will actually need to do that. I'm try I think really the only thing that can even come close to being a power move is uh, like when I roll up to the car wash, I have, I drive a six speed. And in 2019, a lot of people don't really know how to drive six speeds. So I often will roll up and put it in neutral and the guy starts to get in to maneuver the car onto the little rollers toward the washer. And uh, then he'll kind of double take and I'm like, Oh, do you want me to do this for you? Can you not get it up there? Right. <laughs> and it's always like, there's a 50, 50 chance. He's, he's either like, no, I, I got this. What are you talking about? Or he's like a little bit ashamed and saying like, Yeah, could you actually put it right there for me? I don't know how to do this.
1: (laughs) You you know, uh, it's not the same, but when I go to get my emissions done, uh, you know, they have the lanes for uh, two-wheel drive cars and then the ones for all-wheel drive. And so my car, they make it in both versions, rear wheel or all-wheel drive, and mine is the all-wheel drive. And so I pull up into the line that is all-wheel drive which is always way shorter than the other ones most cars are probably front-wheel drive or whatever so i pull up and a couple times the guy has been like your car's all-wheel drive right and i'm like yeah (laughs) dummy that's why i'm in this line he's like okay so uh hmm. not not, so what kind of car do you drive um a uh bentley (laughs)
6: Nice. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, of no. course
1: you do. <laughs> I would never drive a British car. How dare you? Um it's an infinity.
6: Oh cool. Might as uh, well be a Bentley. It's... I drive a scion, so you know, public teacher salary. <laughs> that's what we're that's uh, what we're working with over here.
1: <laughs> you know, I am like right at that point where it's like, do I buy a new car or well, I would buy a used car because I'm not gonna buy a new car because I think that it's ridiculous to buy new cars. But my car's, like, such a piece of shit that I'm just like, eh, I think I'll just keep fixing it until it, like, literally explodes.
6: Mm, right. But it's, it's, uh, it's I drive in 2011. And, and my – 2011 is not really old. I understand that. But it's a Scion. So at a certain point, you're like, is it worth it for me to keep fixing this piece of plastic? Or do I go get a different car? And uh, I'm still fixing the piece of plastic. It's actually been a really good car. No shade to Scion other than the shade that everyone gives Scion. So it's all good.
1: Well, it's a Toyota, so it'll run forever. Uh, Is it the TC? It is. I figured. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Whitney. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've got many more, many more calls to get to. But uh, have fun in Florida. And we'll hopefully have you back on here soon for a full episode.
6: Yeah, I hope so, and if you have any spare change, everybody, maybe consider making a donation to Races. They're doing some pretty good work out there, and you know what? It helps Allison feel better. It helps her sleep at night, so we're doing a public service.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) And our next guest, welcome back to the show, Leanne Ward. Yay. (laughs) How are you doing, Leanne?
5: Good. Um... Last time I heard myself uh, a recording of myself, I sounded like I was really bored. Like my voice sounded that way, but in my head I don't sound that way. So if I sound bored now, it's I'm not. It's just how it's just the way my voice is.
1: Yeah, on your on your message, you did sound maybe sad,
5: sleepy. Yeah, and I wasn't. And that's the thing. If in my head that's not how I sounded, but when I played it back, I sounded like really like so like melancholy. And I'm like, no.
1: I wouldn't blame you if uh, if people think you sound sleepy <laughs> during <laughs> during this recording. Well, we're here to talk about the Thursday episode and the topics that uh, I picked for you. We're gonna start with something that uh, I think both of us are in agreement that it would be a terrible name for Allison's studio, Raccoon Piss Studios.
5: <laughs> that was insanity, <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> i like the idea of daniel just thinking of a new name each week
1: yeah that could be their recurring bit it's kind of like uh like the simpsons how the couch gag is always different but coming up with new ideas is probably going to be pretty hard
5: well i think he could do it <laughs> i mean he comes up with those intros
1: yeah and he almost always nails it i didn't think today's intro yeah. was the best but i think last week or maybe the one before i
5: recall yeah. being really good. a couple of weeks ago i thought I was like, wow, that was really good a couple weeks ago. I don't remember which one. Everything in my life that uh, kind of blurs together, but.
1: So do you have a name for the studio that you think they should go with?
5: No, I'm not good at naming anything except my cat. I named him well, but other than that, I'm not good at names. I'm not good at spelling names and I'm not good at uh, creating names. So I don't know yet.
1: Well, speaking, do you? Uh, you know, I I don't have anything. <laughs> I think oh, I'd have okay. to, like, go there first. and Nobody does. And get a... Oh, tell her that. Yeah. I'm... Oh, believe tell me. Her... Next time I'm in California, I'm going to send her a <laughs> message like, so how much money do I need to donate to go to your house again?
5: <laughs> You're like, I almost know where it is anyway, based on everything, all the surroundings you guys talk y- about. So. Yeah, and that
1: and the fact <laughs> that I purchased a Burbank phone book over the internet.
5: <laughs> no, don't, <laughs> just, don't tell just her kidding.
1: That. <laughs> uh, Speaking of coming up with names, uh, someone is trying to make No Robe Tony stick. And being a longtime Tony Thaxton fan, I'm wondering if you have an insight as to what a better nickname would be.
5: Um, I don't yet. Again, no... I'm not for no robe Tony, but I love Wendy, so I kind of want to just vote for it, just the troll Tony, for fun. But other than that, you know, I, I think she's she's the one who who wanted that one, right? Yeah. David wanted, I, Thacks of Ice. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's gonna work in the intros. Thaks of Ice Tony, no, I don't think so. But I don't have a better one because i don't think christmas tony is gonna work that's not good enough that's not right either um i don't know
1: so if if he doesn't want no robe tony to stick he needs to buy a robe Uh, oh that's a
5: good point
1: you can't call someone who owns a robe no robe tony
5: right unless you're being ironic you know how you call like tall people shorty or whatever (laughs) so you know uh or do people do that i don't know they do that (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, uh, on a Facebook post, I I told you that I've been going back and listening to Feliz Pod, which is Thony... Thony? (laughs) Tony Paxton's.
5: (laughs) Tony (laughs) Paxton's.
1: I do that a lot, actually. I think I'm dyslexic. I
5: think we all do. Uh, I
1: I was listening to his podcast, and he had his now wife on the show, and he plays in her band sometimes, and the band is called Tiny Stills. And so, ever since then, I've been thinking of him as tony stills
5: oh yeah that's right that's funny
1: so yeah i don't know how he feels about that on one of the episodes they did mention that uh he, they called him tony stills uh,
5: they should have uh, used that as their wedding hashtag
1: you know i think their wedding hashtag was super adorable
5: i liked it yeah. Yeah. and i actually went that was cute. i went
1: back to instagram and looked through all their photos with that hashtag like a creep and there weren't that many but it seems like they had a great time and they look so happy yeah
5: and and uh, Sarah, I probably said this on Facebook, but Sarah Watkins' husband, who you have talked about um, on the fan cast, um, married them, like officiated their wedding. Oh,
1: I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that is cool.
5: Yeah, so the, and he and she played, you know, she performed at, well, you know, played something at their wedding. See, so w- one thing I've
1: learned from listening to that podcast is that he is friends with everybody. <laughs> Like,
5: that's what I was going to say for Allison. This is a really good get in a way because he is connected to a lot of people Um, because I don't know how he got connected to all these people, but he's connected to a lot of musicians and comedians. And he's the one who got Paul Rust on the show, as everyone's probably seen by. Oh, yeah. She talked about it on uh, this episode. She didn't say this part, but she did get him or he did, you know, connect her to him she should have
1: given him credit right so if you go back now that i'm listening to Feliz navi pod i'm i'm noticing that he knows a lot of people connected to allison and like a lot of cool musicians like he already knew mm-hmm. he already knew who greg heller was he right he was on the podcast with uh, mike henry uh, yeah. so it's like they're they're all like one step away now
5: it's a it's a small world. We say it's a small world in the po- podcast world. It's just a small world and all entertainment it seems in California. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everyone seems to be connected. And I don't I wonder if like Twitter has something to do with that or what it is exactly.
1: Yeah, and so
5: and podcasts probably have a lot to do with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And just I guess just being in the business is how yeah. you end up meeting all these people, but so now that uh, we've had Paul Rust on the show, it's only a matter of time until Sarah Watkins is on Allison's yeah. show.
5: He did say – I think I can say this. It's not like a deep Patreon secret. He did say he could make it happen. So we just need Allison to understand that it should happen because I don't think she really knows – she probably doesn't really know who Sarah Watkins is because that doesn't seem like that's her her kind of music. I mean – um, as far as musically, how good she is. So I don't know if she's going to feel, unless we push it. So I say we all troll Allison. Whether you like Sarah Watkins or not, everybody. Just get on get on Twitter and let's make a campaign to make this happen. Because she's a great podcast guest. She, she's very funny. Uh,
1: she is. Her laugh is delightful. Yes. Her voice is yes. gorgeous. And yes. her music is fucking amazing. So you're right. I'm going to yeah. log into Twitter and I'm going to send Allison yeah. a DM.
5: It's worth it. Twitter. I know you hate <laughs> Twitter now, but it's worth
1: it. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's worth it for this. <laughs> but I'm gonna...
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not Twitter isn't worth it. I'm saying it's worth it for this.
1: Yeah. I'm going to send her the clip of I'm With Her, the band that she's in now, singing that Adele cover.
5: That is so funny. I love that. Yeah, that song <laughs> is
1: great. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I don't like Adele's version of it. That's... I don't know if that's heresy to say, but I love I'm with her's version. It's so fun.
1: That's so funny. I, I have both versions on my phone and when Adele's comes on I'm like, eh, it's fine. But when yeah. the other one comes on, I'm like, Oh shit Like as yeah, if I didn't like so I didn't fun. put the song on my phone. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's funny. So But yeah, do you notice on Felice Navi Pod just how silly tony gets
1: oh my we
5: don't really see that on uh, or hear that on allison's show yet
1: that's true and he mentioned that he he's not doing a lot of drops but he hasn't gotten any complaints and i want to i want i was actually thinking that a couple weeks ago when he took over because he he is very silly on his show and i wanted to the way jeff used to do his intro like hey allison and then he would do a joke that led into a drop i was wondering if he was going to do that because i wanted to see what how his style of comedy varied from jeff
5: Right. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he wants I'm thinking the best way he's going to be able to do this is start making his own drops and then just use some of Jeff's drops. Other cuz that's probably half of how Jeff was so fast. He knew what the drop he knew the drops, they were drops he made cuz on his show he does do some drops.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Um
5: <laughs> and but he puts a... he I understand why he's not doing the Felice Navi pod right now because it sounds like it's actually a lot of work for production.
1: Yeah. With all the made-up songs he does. But one so right. one thing he did is when they did a plug for something today, he did the drop of Renee saying, that's a good deal, or something like that, like yeah. on the fly, which was super quick.
5: And he did another really good one, too, um, that nobody commented on, which is good. They don't need to comment on all of his drops anymore. Yeah. Oh, the uh, sound.
1: Oh, I don't remember that.
5: Yeah, it was when they did... I don't know what they're talking about anymore, but he, it was one of Jeff's drops, but... He let it. I think Jeff stops it faster than um, than Tony did, mm-hmm. but but it was definitely there. I was like, oh, good job, Tony. Okay. But I think it's making him a little nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so before we get we get going here, uh, I did want to ask you one last thing. You are responsible for Tony and his wife, uh, Kaylin, being on yes. Can I Pet Your Dog, which is hosted by Renee, who is also on this show, so it's related to Allison, mm-hmm. we can talk about it, it. So how did you make that happen?
5: Well, I am going to say it's one of, you know, a feather in my cap like I said on the Facebook page. I'm very proud. i put so much work into it. Well, really I didn't. I just tweeted Can I Pet Your Dog and Renee and said to Renee, after, or no, actually I just tweeted, I tweeted Renee but also, you know, mentioned uh, Can I Pet Your Dog and I said after hearing that really good or that story, that awesome story that Tony t- told on um, ARI, MBF, or whatever those letters <laughs> are, um, <laughs> uh, I I said, I assume you immediately booked Tony and his wife, you know, and I tagged both of them um, to be on Can I Pet Your Dog to talk about Ernie. Um, and then she wrote back, I need to do that. Like, I was surprised that she hadn't already thought of it, but she acted like she hadn't. Maybe she was just doing that to be nice. She acted like it was my idea. And they, but maybe, may, I can't imagine she didn't think that on her own. But, um, but then they both said that they were down for doing it. Like they both or at least Tony tweeted back and Kaylin liked the tweet. And then it happened. I kept waiting. And after like three or four weeks, there we were. And it was, they didn't tell, I was surprised. They didn't, Renee didn't have them tell that story, you know, because We have some crossover listeners, I'm sure, but there's a lot of listeners who wouldn't have known that story who probably don't listen to Allison's show. And that was the best of the stories. So I I was a little sad that story wasn't told, the one that, you know, he told on Allison's show, but it was still a really fun episode.
1: Yeah, and their dog – oh, God, you just said the name. I'm blanking. Ernie.
5: Ernie. is super
1: adorable. Uh, you can't and
5: he's a very good boy
1: <laughs> yeah you haven't seen him but uh, i'll I'll just tell you that he's very very cute
5: I've heard i I've been seeing on Twitter that everyone thinks he's cute because people you know can I pet your dog is actually does pretty, quite well as far as interaction they've got their own private Facebook group with a lot of people in it um it's obviously it's a very nice group because it's about dogs um and and it's not one of those groups where people are getting You know, people, pet owners can get a little high and mighty sometimes. Um, It's not one of those groups. just a very nice community. Um, So they have a pretty good, Renee, Renee doesn't toot her own horn very much at all. And like I wrote on the Facebook page last night, I don't know if Paula Tompkins works at her, at the same job that she does or what, but he's there a lot at her work. Where does she work again? I suddenly forgot. I
1: forgot. It's a podcast studio, and I'm assuming that he just does a show on that network.
5: Okay, but he's there enough that he's, like, BFFs with her dog, Tugboat, and he's always tweeting about – tweeting or Instagramming about Tugboat and how they're best friends. And he's got – you know, he gets, like, like hundreds and hundreds of likes on those posts. Yeah. (laughs) So she's – you know, she's – she does pretty well, you know, as far as, but she's pretty humble about it.
1: All right. Leanne. Well, at least
5: her dog does really well.
1: <laughs> That's true. So Leanne, uh, we have many more callers to get to. Yes. Thank you for being on this all-star edition. Thank you for inviting me. Of the Best Friends Fan Cast. And I have one last question. And okay. well, you're going to have to come up with a good answer. Oh, boy. Friend of Tony's show, Dave Clock, has a jacket. His two favorite things are hockey and sandwiches, so much so that a friend made him a patch for his jacket that says hockey and sandwiches. What would your back patch say?
5: Cats and dogs. <laughs> I wish I could have three because I'd say Christmas, too, but I can't choose between cats and dogs.
1: Wow, that's uh, hmm. yeah, interesting I'm answer. Sorry.
5: Well, you didn't ask me what your answers would be. You asked me what my what my patches would say. So, oh, you that, know.
1: that no, I know, <laughs> I know exactly what I did.
5: I'm sorry, I didn't say Seinfeld or The Simpsons or
1: you, or Hey, it's your is back it patch. Tupac? No, what? Yeah, no. it's mine. This is your sorry, back sorry. patch. Oh, I knew there's, i was saying the wrong. There's <laughs> no wrong answer, but uh, yeah. I'm just thinking that's that's an interesting one. Hmm. Okay, well, again, well,
5: you should have known. <laughs>
1: I should have. Uh, Again, thank you, Leanne, for being on and I can't wait to have you back on for a full show.
5: Yes, I can't wait. I got to do it this summer while you and Lisa are hosting. But thank you for inviting me. This is fun. Good luck with the rest of the segments.
1: Thank you. Uh, I haven't figured out how to end this, so um, I'll just say goodbye for now. Goodbye. And our next guest, welcome back to the show, Toby.
7: Hello. How are you?
1: Oh, just having a grand old time. How is everything going up in Canada?
7: Oh, it's as warm as it ever gets up here, and I'm lying at my cottage near the beach, so that part is great.
1: Hmm. Sounds Mm -hmm. perfect, just like everything else in Canada. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. So (laughs) I've uh, picked a few topics for us to talk about. And the first one is the carb that was sent in by Brent Reed. It was lasagna bread. Have you ever heard of this abomination?
7: Lasagna bread? I have not. I have heard of garlic bread and, like, cheesy garlic bread and bruschetta, bruschetta, however you say that one. Uh, That kind of sounds like all of those things, but I'm not. No, I don't know specifically of lasagna bread.
1: So they, I think they kind of got into it a little, but I did not understand what the hell they were talking about. It's like slices of bread.
7: Okay. Yeah. Did, did yeah. You get
1: anything from that?
7: Description? I didn't get anything from the description. To be honest, it like I'm trying to figure out if they like put stuff. Is it like a sandwich or a slice of bread with a bunch of lasagna type of stuff on it? It was hard for me to.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was. Instead of pasta, it's just bread, which sounds odd. Soggy bread yeah. is what it sounds like. But have you had a carb of yours red before?
7: Uh, Yeah, maple melt, maple candies or something. Maple melt candies, because I sent them to the group recording, too. That one. Ah, yes. Yeah.
1: I have never had a carb bread, and I'm wondering, is this something that I should be striving for? Should I try to send in more carbs?
7: You know, I thought it was real cool in the moment, but uh, I don't know if it's how worth the effort it is to you. <laughs> I guess it depends if you're like, every time you hear one, if you're like, ooh, I wish that was me, then yeah, it's worth it. Well, you <laughs> But know, if the... you're like, another carb... And then who cares?
1: Well, I think because I'm pretty much always going to be at these group meetups of the BFF, uh, it would be in my best interest to send in some delicious carbs because we end up eating them. (laughs) And it's always
7: gross shit.
1: I think just for that reason, I need to start sending in some more.
7: Yeah. That's that's a uh, strategic way of looking at it. To be like, well, I want to eat the things that I like. So I'm going to send them in.
1: And I need to uh, bribe this uh, carb czar into, I don't know, maybe putting in a good word for me with Allison or something. I don't know. Because I I feel like w- whatever I send in isn't going to get picked anyway. But uh, maybe I'll I'll give it the old college try.
7: It's worth it. You could always do the like thing where you send in the same thing every time. And then you get a bunch of people to, after weeks, be like, Or months. (laughs) Be like, uh, you sent the same thing every time. And then finally it'll be like a a whole thing on the show. It'll be a year later, like poor Becky Milner's (laughs) car. Poor Becky. Yeah. Uh, And I did have those couple of... Lauren Kelly, I think twice, had one red that had to do with me. One was ginger cookies. And one was something else, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. At least once.
1: Not only have you had one of yours red, you also got an assist. You're like I got an assist, yeah. You're on your way to your triple double. You're on. You got a double double now. <laughs> a
7: double <double-double>. double. <laughs> Something that uh, Lisa could not guess what what that was in Canada. A double double.
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, she lives near the home of In and Out, so the double double <laughs> there is much different than the one in Canada.
7: She would like a double double in and out. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Uh, so sorry, Lisa.
1: <laughs> well, moving on from that, <laughs> uh, they mentioned that in episode descriptions a couple of times, it's mentioned that Daniel is tired. Now, as a father of two mm. that I know of, uh, <laughs> uh, what is uh, your relation with uh, sleep from when you're, kids were born and uh how how much more misery can daniel expect in the future
7: uh well to his credit i have my kids are 10 years apart so i've I've never done the two kids that are young at the same time thing where like because i've heard from some parents of kids uh close in age together that it can be like a one wakes up and then it wakes the other one up and it's like a back and forth of always being awake. Uh so that that's something I never had to deal with, but my my daughter was up a lot when she was young. Uh and when she was just 8 months old is when I started working nights. Uh so it certainly did a number both on my own and uh, my wife's sleep. Uh,
1: so what what was the Uh, arrangement there with you and your wife on who did what during what time. Well, I guess if you're working nights, you have no choice, but you take the day and she takes the night.
7: That's essentially it, yeah. Uh, That's basically what happened is that when things were really bad, I'd call into work or if things were, uh, you know, like during the day, I'd stay up to give her a straight run of sleep until noon or something, and then I'd go to bed uh, for a while, and then we just operated like that for some period of time until she and, started going to daycare anyway. And
1: did you guys ever look for uh, night lady assistance?
7: No, we never did because that just like, I looked at the price of it and it just seemed like the job that I was working, I basically might as well quit because that's, you have to pay them an entire salary for that. And I couldn't find anyone who was willing to come for like sometimes It had to be like, hire them on, or don't. And that, uh, so we chose don't because of the price.
1: (laughs) I would imagine that in Canada, there's just like uh, some federal building with a bunch of men in wigs that you could walk into and then like file an application and they would just send you a night lady.
7: (laughs) From the stuff we have, it would seem like we would have that. But there's, there's like a very distinct line of things that aren't covered here and it's. That's on the the unfortunate side of things that aren't covered. We had a a federal election some time ago, and the one party had said that they were going to make daycare covered thing, like that it would be no cost. Uh, But they didn't win, so now we're stuck with continuing to pay. (laughs) Well,
1: um, you know the thing... That's very popular now in elections down here, at least, is legal mushrooms. Do you guys have those?
7: No. Pot is legal everywhere, but not mushrooms.
1: Hmm. No mushrooms, huh? Behind uh, in the Times, yet again, Canada.
7: (laughs) (laughs) They do have, uh, they have here covered by OHIP or some plans, anyway, uh, ketamine to deal with. mental illness stuff like some doctors will administer and now it's not like they'll prescribe it to you so you can take it when you want you have to go and get it and then same with mushrooms i think actually but nothing it's not like a recreational drug that's legal in any way
1: well toby you got to get us a prescription uh lauren she's coming over here for some mushrooms then we'll just hop on a flight straight (laughs) up there and uh Vitamin K for everybody.
7: <laughs> you got it. It'll be a real party that none of us will remember.
1: <laughs> uh, just switching gears a bit, <laughs> <laughs> they they started talking about uh, how Allison's home is like a fucking wild sanctuary for animals. Apparently, she's got raccoons and and baby raccoons, a dead rat, and a baby possum.
7: <laughs> baby possum.
1: Uh. I, I'm not sure what the uh, wildlife situation is up there. I'm sure it's a bit more wild than in the States, or at least in, in these areas. But uh, any experience with wild animals in your home?
7: Uh, In my home or, well, in the... In or around? Yeah. So in my house back home, I have, uh, let me see, there's tons of raccoons and skunks and bunnies and stuff, and lots of birds, but that's about that, and squirrels, tons and tons of squirrels, uh, but up here, there's chipmunks, and I saw three mink the other day, uh, and I saw some turtles, and I see deer, you know, like three or four times a week, and uh, there's a porcupine that likes to walk near the property, uh, and lots of, yeah, other things you hear wolves at night sometimes, and... I know there are bears in the area, but they don't come out. I haven't seen any in the whole time I've been coming up to the cottage. Or okay. no, I saw one years ago.
1: If you saw a bear cub, would your first instinct be to pet it <laughs> or to run for your life?
7: Well, I'll Probably run towards it for it to end my life. <laughs> 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 that makes two of us. Yeah! Sweet death. <laughs> uh, all right, well.
1: Uh, I've got many more calls to get to because uh, this was a great idea. But, Toby, <laughs> thank you again for being on. Uh, any last words?
7: Thanks for having me, and uh, have a good day, eh?
1: <laughs> uh, Lisa's going to love that. Yeah. Our next guest is uh, definitely a fan favorite. Not a host favorite, but definitely a fan favorite. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jen. I I
8: don't know. what. Wow. Hi. I'm so sad that Lisa isn't here. She really makes the show what it is. You know, she gives it all her effort. She makes sure to give me good topics. Hi, Rafi. I
1: mean, I don't disagree, (laughs) but uh, how are you doing, Jen? (laughs)
8: I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. How are you doing?
1: Never been better. So the topics that I have uh, picked out for you, well, they're not the best. I'm not going to lie, but we're going to (laughs) make the best of it. And Allison has a new sponsor this episode, the poorly named Figs Scrubs. You, of course, are a doctor, or so you say. When you were practicing whatever it is that you practiced, did you wear scrubs?
8: It's so funny because when she did the sponsor, I was like, oh, I'm going to look into this and tell my colleagues. So uh, I did not wear scrubs unless I was in the operating room observing, which was not very often. And so I would wear lab coats. And But my other admin and all the nurses wore scrubs. So I looked into this uh, company. I used to get my lab coat in downtown L.A. at, you know, Oliveira Street where it costs, you know, $10. They wanted $128 for a lab coat. Yeah. So this is definitely the... Cedar sinai doctors or the Beverly Hill doctors or something like that who um, can write off the cost of their scrubs, not for the, uh, the low level doctorate practitioners. So, yeah.
1: So I worked in a hospital for eight years and I worked, uh, as a contractor for the linen company. Uh, oh, okay. so we, the, the company I worked for cleaned and, uh, laundered all the linens for the hospital, including the scrubs, and then we would, like, go and stock them around the hospital and whatnot. And scrubs yeah. are a fucking scam. Yeah. They are the flimsiest, cheapest, garbagiest fucking cloth coverings that you can put on your body. So, now that I know that how much these cost, I mean, I hope at least they're using some kind of premium material, but also, I don't understand why people who sit at desks wear scrubs in hospitals, like you're not doing anything.
8: And I wasn't even in a hospital. I was in a clinic and the front desk people checking people in were scrubs. But I think because it's like a uniform, right? Mm -hmm. So that way you can keep your um, staff all looking similar and it doesn't allow for an opportunity for someone to take advantage quote unquote advantage of the dress code like oh i'm going to wear a skirt today with no pantyhose because that's just so scandalous so then you're guaranteed that your staff has to all look the same like you have to wear either blue scrubs or black scrubs but the one on the website from what i could tell they try to market it as a premium and a designer and they have what look like um cuffs on the bottom of them like sweat pant cuffs hmm. Uh, fitted ones. It, it's definitely a quote unquote designer, like, uh, company for the scrubs, but even then they charged, I want to say like 30 something or 40 something for just like a top or a bottom. So it's definitely overpriced. Uh, but they did try to make it look nice. Still not something I would buy though. You brought up. Sorry, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: know i have a, i have issues with many of her sponsors um but she's she's getting paid so that's what matters you bring up a good yeah. point about security because one thing that we did do at that hospital is on the second floor was labor and delivery and uh the nicu and all that so they all had their special scrubs that were a certain color just for them and you mm-hmm. know had the department embroidered onto the scrubs so that i understand and you bring up a good point about it being a uniform you don't want to walk into a doctor's office and you know someone's wearing their big johnson t-shirt and flip-flops <laughs>
8: <laughs> big johnson bringing it back <laughs> mm, no, no comment
1: on that right. flip-flop thing though huh jen
8: no flip flops are fine you don't see their
4: feet mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well Another thing that I'm very excited to talk to you about is Mama Bear. You are a Mama Bear.
8: <laughs> uh, okay, you're you're assigning me, me that. Okay. Uh huh.
1: So, have you? Are you a wilderness type person? You're very active. I know that, but are you hanging out in the woods often?
8: Uh, growing up, yes.
1: In Colorado.
8: Growing up, yes. In Colorado, I mean, I did hike when I visited Colorado, but I didn't grow up in Colorado.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about you because you're very secretive.
8: Geez, oh. Okay. I grew up in Southern California. I think we did go over my history, but that was the one episode that got, quote unquote, lost, you know, where you guys thought, that was crap. We're just going to tell her we lost that episode. Um, I grew up in <laughs> Southern California. My family is like a huge um, outdoor family. So, you know, we travel across the U.S. staying at, like, KOA camps or hiking. We'd always go somewhere in the summer, whether it be on a houseboat or into the Redwoods. So I am very familiar with the outdoors. Um, Colorado is just a place that I love to go to because I like Colorado. Um, but so, yeah, I'm aware of the outdoors, yes.
1: <laughs> you say you love Colorado, and yet you never come to its defense when Lisa is bad-mouthing it. And also, you never come to visit.
8: D- defense. How am I supposed to come to defense? <laughs> you want me to write about it every single time? You don't even like it yourself. <laughs>
4: what? No, I
1: love Colorado. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but uh, when, uh-huh. when 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 uh, Lisa starts attacking Colorado for wearing nothing but neon for some reason. <laughs> okay,
8: I don't think that's an attack. I think that's a compliment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. So, have you ever encountered in your many uh, outdoor adventures? a cub or mother bear?
8: No. Um, I think that we have encountered, let's see, like wild boars and other kind of wildlife, but nothing as big as a bear. Um, I did know that if you see a cub, you immediately turn around and go another way. I don't know why Allison doesn't know that, but I don't, I guess she's not an outdoorsy person, but I still think that's common knowledge.
1: Same here. I don't know how I learned that, but for sure I knew that. Uh, yeah. And Yeah, like, I mean, how often do you see just, like, a baby animal on its own and, like, don't expect to see its the rest of its family around somewhere?
4: Well, that's
8: also something I saw was a, um, what? what do you call it? An announcement for the people in the Midwest, like, hey, tourists, <laughs> you know, people are coming to visit us. If you see, like, a deer, don't call the wildlife people right away to come rescue the baby deer. It's mom somewhere. And if you do that, then they just end up separating the baby from the mom. Like, don't – what was that that they were going over? Don't automatically go to the lifeguard.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: Um, And I think some people that don't know the outdoors think that, that, oh, they need help or they need rescuing. But, yeah.
1: That actually brings me back to the episode that I was on. They, oh, geez, you really? Every
8: like... witch. you horn that in. <laughs>
1: well, my because I got my sister to listen to the Joy Fatone episode. She's like, "You were on oh. that show, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "You should send me the link to that." And I was like, "I don't think so. I'd have to at least <laughs> listen to it once before I did." And I went back Uh and listened, and yeah, I didn't send her the link. But just because it's going to be a bunch of shit, she doesn't understand. But, I mean, if she wants to seek it out, she's like, oh, I guess I could just look it up myself. And I was like, yeah, I guess you could. But there was a a story, I guess, in the news at the time about a baby buffalo that some people in Yellowstone, they saw, like, a baby buffalo, and they thought it was freezing to death. So they, like, put it in their car, and then it got separated, and then... It died, essentially. Uh Aww. And when I was listening back, I was like, every time I, I, I think about this, I'm, it's just, what, what kind of idiot is like that animal that lives outdoors and is literally wrapped in a fur coat? It looks cold. We should save it. Like, who, what kind of moron? Um... Jen, what kind of
4: moron?
8: <laughs> Not that kind of doctor. I can't diagnose morons. <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, can you diagnose the hashtag Mama Bear sipping white wine on Instagram?
8: I don't – I didn't know that was – I mean, I didn't even look that up. Is that what that is? Like people are just sipping wine? Are there kids anywhere in the picture? Have you looked up this hashtag?
1: I haven't yet, but I'm assuming – it's I'm to like it's it right now common, Instagram. and that's why I brought that's why I wanted to discuss it with you. I mean I don't know if you drink white wine, but for sure you're a hashtag mama bear, and every time I see your uh happy family posts on Instagram, I feel like uh it's missing a hashtag
8: <laughs> There is no reason to put hashtags on a private account besides the fact that you just want to say a lot without saying it. Because it, it leads nowhere. Um, no one's gonna find you that well,
1: way. You can spell it out. Hashtag Mama Bear.
8: <laughs> That's a lot of effort. I'm, you're lucky I'm even posting to Instagram. Um, I'm looking at the hashtag on Instagram itself. I don't. I don't see a lot of white wine drinking. I see people with their kids or of their kids. But either way, I don't. I don't know. I've heard of like Dragon Mom. But never like Mama Bear like that. I
4: don't know.
8: Hmm. It's lost on me.
1: Dragon Mom, you say. Hmm. So, you mentioned before we started recording, I mean, you, you kind of uh, begged and uh, pleaded that you're I, such a Casey's Savage fan. <laughs> you were just begging for me to ask you something about her. So, I'm curious how did you find out about Casey and uh, what do you like about her so much?
8: Uh, let's see, how did I find out about her? I'm going to, I think it was when Allison first had her on. Um, I can't remember the origin of that. I believe it was then. And I just started following her on Instagram. Uh, I think I like her for the same reason I like Wendy, uh, because she just seems like a down to earth, well-educated, well-spoken woman. And she just kind of is open and relatable. I think.
1: Yeah. So just the yeah, complete opposite of you.
8: <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from the person who won't share the episode to his sister where he said nothing incriminating about his own personal life, but quote unquote, she just won't understand who cares. If you understand. Give her the link. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> one, one last question, Jen, on a scale, of, on a scale <laughs> of <laughs> one to ten, how big <laughs> of a Seinfeld fan would you say you are? Well,
8: what does fan mean? Like, like what is the scale? Like one to what? One to ten? Level like ten means like watch it and nobody like kind of. I don't pay attention to my family or what is that? What's the scale?
1: I mean, I think it depends on each person. I can't. My ten could be a, a five for you, or my ten could be like a hundred for you.
8: You're you're asking me the question, what is your scale? So like, what would you say if you judge somebody? You're like, you're not a 10, you're
1: an eight, because <laughs> why? So if, if I, okay, let's say a one is like, I've heard of the show, never seen it, don't care to, and a 10 would be, I own the DVDs, I possibly have a Seinfeld tattoo, and <laughs> uh, I quote it at least once a day. <laughs> So you. <laughs> Minus the tattoo, yeah.
8: Oh, I mean, you said possibly. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I think I'm probably like a five then, like right in the middle. I've seen it. Uh, my dad was a huge fan of it. Uh, but I think, what what year was it on? What years were was it on? 89 what was to 98. Wow. Okay. Because I do remember when it was first on. So that was let's see. I graduated high school. Here's information about you. I'm being about me. I'm being very open. I graduated high school in '97. So I think I saw it when it was originally on, and I do know references like soup Nazi and the the bread and the old. Like I know these things. Would I actively seek it out? Hmm. Probably not, but would I sit down and watch it if somebody else wanted to? Yeah. I'm really trying to get through my Veronica Mars right now. <laughs> so there's no time for anything else.
1: So you were born in 1979? I was, yes. Mm. Doing some quick math here. You are. That's very good.
8: Very good. I just turned 40, yes.
1: Oh, apparently I did the math wrong.
8: <laughs> oh, 79. I just turned 40. what did you say you just turned what
1: i was like uh so you're 49 now oh shit (laughs) i was like thank
8: you oh my god you're like great for your age
1: (laughs) that's what i was thinking so apparently you're not the biggest seinfeld fan so we're not gonna uh go into that but i'm curious what are you thinking of veronica mars how are you because at first uh you seemed a little iffy on it and then lisa mentioned that you may have stopped watching but then i was like she just texted me about it how can she have she didn't stop so tell me your thoughts hey guys just gonna interject here we talk about veronica mars for quite a bit so if you don't want to hear about it or if you want to avoid some spoilers just jump to the one hour 22 minutes and about 30 second mark
8: so is Lisa like trying to stir the pot? What do you mean she thought that I might have stopped watching it? I never even said that. Lisa. Uh, let's see. I was iffy about it because the Paris Kelton was in it. And then just recently, speaking of the hills and all that stuff, um, what's her name? I can't even think of her name now.
1: Kristen Bell?
8: Yeah. No, Kristen. Ritter. Not Kristen. No.
1: <laughs> She's
8: also this is show. not. This is not going to go well because my brain is addled. But anyways, somebody from another reality show was on too, uh, recently,
5: from Laguna Hills.
4: That
8: on whatever. Show? No, no, no. On, um, oh my god, Veronica Mars. Oh. So if someone from Laguna Hills was on Veronica Mars, and she was the one. Okay, see, she was in the one where the. Pizza Guys got mugged and the list got out about who is gay? Um, Are you you not a Veronica Mars fan? No, (laughs) I
1: I know. I'm not up to that far into the show yet on the rewatch. So I'm trying to remember. It's not Kristen Cavallari, is it?
8: Yes, yes. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember.
8: So I'm just saying there's a lot of reality show people. So then I'm thinking, well, when it was originally on, was it very popular? But – If it was very popular, then why did it only get three seasons?
1: Because people don't know what's good for them.
8: But usually reality show people only go on the popular television shows.
1: Yeah, I think just because it's like a Southern California-based show, like, that's where it takes Uh place. I think they were like, we need some vapid blonde people. And what better you know place to scoop some up than in the (laughs) reality tv show world
8: so it was filmed in san diego area right but it's supposed to take place in like palo Alto area or it's just the fictional town of neptune i don't know i I don't know
1: california well enough to say it's like oh it's like this place but apparently lisa thinks it is like a san diego type place
8: well, definitely, because they film in San Diego, but then they throw Hearst around, and Hearst Castle is kind of like in San Luis Obispo area, but then they talk about things that seem like it's more a Stanford thing, which is a northern California area. It's just kind of all over the place. So what do I think about the show? Um, It's fun, popcorn, eye candy to watch. I Sometimes the plot is ridiculous. The way she talks to her dad is Weird, but her dad, what's the actor's name? I can't even think of his name now.
1: Enrico Colantoni. Something Thank like you. That.
8: I love him. He kind of reminds me of like a Larry Miller style. He's very funny and he's a great actor. So I do enjoy it when he's on the um, episode a lot. Um, I definitely, when the first 15 minutes come up and there's a problem that's going to be solved by the end of the episode, I definitely Google it to see what, what happens so that I know. So then I can watch. Yes. <laughs> I like knowing the ending of something before I finish it I'm kind of like Allison I'll definitely read the last page of the book and then go on knowing okay I know what's going to happen so now I don't have so much anxiety <laughs> I can just read knowing okay let's move let's go I'll still read it and I'll still watch it so but yeah.
1: which episode are you on now
8: um let me look it's, def- it's season two <clears throat> I'm not as uh, far along as Lisa is, let's see, because I was reading a lot of books, which Lisa doesn't do. Uh, oh, the one, the rapes of Graf, mm. which was when they first visited Hearst mm-hmm. and there she had to prove that her boyfriend from back in season one, episode one, didn't date rape that girl.
1: So, if i remember correctly i mean they're all kind of like this but like you mentioned that there's like the one crime that they solve per episode but then they're like throughout the season there's like the big crime that she has to solve right and i don't remember if in season three they change that formula a little but yeah i i don't like this uh googling to see what happens <laughs>
4: Well, then
8: don't do it. It's my life. (laughs) You're not in charge of it. No, it's just, I'd just like to know what happened. I don't know how to explain it. I do end up seeing things that are for further seasons, and I can tell you, I'm really tired of this Logan kid. Like He just needs to leave. I'm very sure everyone listening to this episode is over this because they're not Veronica Mars fans, so you don't have to keep talking about
1: it. Don't worry. I'm going to edit it down (laughs) to at least three or four minutes, but Logan, I'm on the same page with you with Logan, because in, like, season one, he's a douche. Then they get together, yeah. and then, like, he, mm-hmm. he grows on you a bit, but then they, like, break up, and then he's just, like, a douche again. And then now that he's, spoiler alert, he's in the movies, he's going to be in the new season, and they're, uh, like, still together. He... And ugh. it's just, like, uh he's so fucking lame now. Like, ugh, get
4: over it.
8: But he... I mean, when she broke up with them, one of the reasons was it's because they burned the area down so the poor people couldn't use their pool and they're sitting there in their rich-ass pool. Like, how can you ever get beyond the fact that he's innately a douche? She's not gonna change.
1: Exactly. And then, also, one thing I hate about him is that he's, like, super white nighty. Like, he's just, like, uh-huh. all... he's, like, yeah. obsessed with, like, protecting her, and it's just fucking ridiculous.
8: Yeah, and then he went and... Seduced that freshman who is the daughter of the cocaine plastic surgeon who said he's the one that killed the, what does he call him? Does he call him Vatos? No. What does he call him? I can't remember. Anyways, besides his blatant racism. And then he's like, Oh, I can't see this 14 year old anymore. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Well, we have uh, really gone over our time by <laughs> quite a lot. So this will be fun to edit. But uh, thank you again, Dr. Jen, for being on. All the, uh, You know, we, we play the uh, – the. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I slept two hours yesterday, Jen, because mm-hmm. I was doing this bullshit.
8: I'm not saying anything. I'm just listening.
4: What is, uh, what is the
1: word I'm thinking of? We play the uh, – you know, we're like rivals. <laughs> You're like the uh, – the person that's against me in the story.
8: <laughs> the protagonist? Or what are you looking well,
1: for? You're the antagonist to my protagonist. But, <laughs> you know, something like that. But in reality, you are one of my favorite guests. And I love hearing your voice because although you don't like hearing it, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's like soft and soothing. Like like we said over text, but apparently your family thinks otherwise. But, uh, yeah, thank you for taking some time out of your very active day. Now you can go back to reading spoilers and pretending that they're books.
8: (laughs) Well, thank you for allowing me to be able to be on this awesome show that I'm so desperate to be a part of.
1: I will uh, make sure to clip that out for future (laughs) use.
8: Oh, but I do want you don't have to include this, but I do want to ask, I don't know what drop to get and (laughs) something for the show. I don't know.
1: What makes you laugh the most?
8: So many things. Such as? So many, I can't remember. I mean, I really like when they play the drop of Ray going, Yeah! 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 <laughs> I can't do it, obviously, because that always makes me laugh. But then I don't want to waste it on Ray.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I wouldn't Wait, put... did,
8: you, did you stop recording, by the
4: way?
1: No. Oh, you want I, to think about this? I, uh, okay. So, with the drops, I wouldn't put too much... You know, thought into it because we can literally grab any drop at any time. So, but you know, for 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 the symbolic gesture that Jeff is giving you a drop, I I feel like it does not get better than either the biscuit drop or possibly the psychedelic uh, dog barking and when Daniel was high, but. (laughs)
4: That is funny.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think anything beats the biscuit for me. I, whenever I hear biscuit, I say it two or three times out loud, by myself in the car, whatever. I just start saying it because it's so funny to me.
8: So, do you think that it'd be okay for you guys to play on your show, the drop?
1: I think you should get his permission, and I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh...
8: Because I mean, what's are you guys really going to play the biscuit drop?
1: i mean i don't see why
8: not how is it gonna fit into anything i guess you just like just jam it in there make it fit jam it in there jam it in there that don't 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 cut that audio up please uh good lord talk rough talk so that i can't use it (laughs) okay i'm done (laughs) <laughs> okay
1: well yeah we've uh, we've really gone over time so uh thank stop you again, recording and yeah. we will see you next time goodbye yeah. Yeah. bye welcome back to the show number one fan walter scott marquez hi little hi little rafiki <laughs> you see what happens when you take my name in vain sir well, i'm sorry it's very funny by the way, I've
9: been meaning to ask, what did you ever do with that pop? <laughs> I don't think he mentioned it on the live show, did we?
1: <laughs> oh, did I not? Oh, well, see, I'm horrible with, um, with like, people send me stuff, and then I'll take a bunch of pictures, and I'm like, oh, i got to put this on the Facebook group later, and then I f- totally forget about it. Uh, it's in here in one of my boxes somewhere. I showed you earlier that I'm living out of boxes because I'm a, crazy person but uh, i should post that picture on the facebook group. Um, I, th- I thought i did but yeah it's uh it's around here i don't like uh seeing it because it reminds me that i'm being cyber bullied on a regular basis i mean
9: i'm not the one who wants to talk to other person to find out what their first name is
1: well when you're so secretive that you just don't come out and tell us uh you know we have to you know find our information by our own means okay okay so, we are here to talk about the Thursday show. So, I'm curious: Are you big into theme parks or amusement parks?
9: You know, here's the thing: um, I'm not the biggest person with. I, I'm not the biggest fan of like roller coasters and stuff, or like the VR kind of what's called roller coasters, because that gives me a lot of motion sickness. But I do like water rides and um, what's it called? Kind of like the more milder rides. So, I really am a big fan of Disney because they don't really have any, like, big thrill rides, per se. But for stuff like Knott's Berry Farm and what's called, um, what's that one called? Um, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Not really the biggest fan because they have primarily a lot of roller coaster rides. (laughs) How about you?
1: I, you know, when I was a kid, uh, roller coasters scared me quite a bit. I don't know why. And then, I don't know what age I got to, and I was like, I want to be a race car driver. That's the dream. So... Race cars are essentially (laughs) roller coasters that you are controlling. Like, the G-forces are insane. You're literally risking your life. And in a roller coaster, you're kind of risking your life. So uh, (laughs) I was like, I need to get over it. And then I was just like, so next time I went to a theme park, I was like, we're riding everything. And aside from getting dizzy towards the end of the day, they're not that bad. Uh, So I'm into it uh some rides i still see like those like super extreme ones that someone will like you'll see a video of them on facebook or something and i'm like okay that's a bit much like the slingshot for some reason kind of freaks me out uh just because it seems unsafe but oh I, yeah i would mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much do any ride but they were talking okay. they were talking about i think it was called wild kingdom or something king's island uh, king's island uh i'm curious uh to see what kind of rides they have there but i I think i would get on pretty much everything that they have
9: okay okay well actually speaking of nutsberry farm because i was curious and what's called i kind of researched into it apparently uh the their parent company cedar fair entertainment is what's called owns both nutsberry farm and king's island so i don't know just an interesting tidbit that i found
1: (laughs) i like that you were going that deep into your research
9: I mean, there are some things in here that was cool. I managed to get a page out of a 30-second conversation. So, you know.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, it was on the topics that I picked for you. I'm curious if you have a full page on Paul Rust. Uh, no, that I don't. <laughs> so, I just have Paul Rust thoughts. <laughs> okay, I would like to hear them. Are you a fan of Paul Rust? Are you a fan of the show Love? Do you know his band Don't Stop or will Die? Actually, no. No
9: no, offense to him, I just never really heard of him until, what's it called, they mentioned him on the show, to be honest.
2: Okay. How
9: so,
1: about you? I watched Love. I really liked it. Uh, I know Superfan Megan was not the biggest fan. She was just like, yeah, whatever, get over it. <laughs> but uh, I liked the show quite a bit. Um, and as far as his band, they were on the Doughboys, and they played a song, and I was like, what the what the fuck is this bullshit and then i was like really annoyed by it but then i come to find out that tony Thaxton is their drummer and i'm like maybe i was a little harsh on it and then i (laughs) and then i hear the clip from that i want a curly perm for prom or whatever and i was like oh that song's actually kind of funny so i'm changing my tune but i still think it's kind of stupid no offense I mean,
9: since you mentioned the Doughboys, I'm just kind of curious. You, you were annoyed by that, but you weren't annoyed about that one episode where that one, um, what's it called, um, uh, guest was, like, going on a bit the whole time. The uh, episode where they were reviewing um, iHub. <laughs> I don't...
1: I remember the iHub episode. I don't remember who was on or what the bit was. Was it Bugmane? Yeah, Bugmane. Okay, so Bugmane... <laughs> because... <laughs> I'm so curious to know who it is because I know someone who got followed by him on Twitter and, Uh but he's like a private account or something. So I was like, Oh my God, we got to find out who this guy is. But, um, I think it's a, it's, it's an annoying bit. It's not my favorite recurring bit from the show, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's just a silly comedy podcast. So, um, but for some reason I think starting a band that just does comedy songs, I think that annoyed me because there are so many bands to begin with. Mm-hmm. And music is I don't want to say like it's it should only be serious. Like I love a lot of rappers that are that like say funny things. Like 2 Chains and Gucci Mane are not the best rappers in the world. They're good, mm-hmm. but the thing that sets them apart is like how they make their songs they have like com- comedic aspects to their personality so i'm not saying music has to be all serious but for some reason comedy music like this or weird al yankovic has never you know struck my fancy
9: okay i mean, it's not not for everyone
1: <laughs> but but at the same time i'm a huge garfunkel and notes fan so i'm a hypocrite <laughs>
9: i mean i will admit that like a lot of a lot of comedy music that's how i end up finding out about like what's called current music that's on on the show or not on the show on the radio nowadays it's from like, like
1: weird house cover or remake of weird something
9: cover. like i mean back in the day i used to like listen to the key of awesome covers um bart baker covers, stuff like that and i'm like i'd watch the video and i'm like why are, why is it so ridiculous then i'd watch what's called the the original music video i'm like you know this is not that much of a stretch <laughs> That's just my thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have uh, many conflicting music thoughts, so I no one should listen to me. <laughs> um, hmm. so I wrote down a note that I thought we were gonna have so many thoughts to talk about, but it turns out you did not go to the same Claremont College as Allison Rosen. Please explain.
9: Yeah, like um, it's uh, um, I went to Cal Poly Pomona, and for those of you that don't know, it's like maybe like forty minutes uh east of la ish um it's a public school compared to what's called where allison went which is a more private school uh we were state run um don't really know what i mean is there anything else you want to know specifically about my college
1: no that's pretty much it so i think when me and lisa heard that you went to pomona college we were like holy shit he went to allison school why have we never known this or (laughs) talked about it it turns out that there's Cal Poly Pomona, and then there's the Pomona College that is part of the Claremont Colleges. So you cannot tell us anything about the improv group without a box?
9: No, unfortunately not. I don't even know if what's called my own college had an improv group, to be completely honest. I know we had what's it called like um, um, a performing arts department, obviously, like most people. But never really spent my time with that kind of stuff, so (laughs) sorry to disappoint you.
1: I mean... It's not completely your fault. We should uh, have gotten our facts a little better. But it's really California's fault for allowing two schools to have essentially the same name. It's actually three schools.
9: Because, what? well, okay. they're Like for Cal Poly Pomona, I usually shorten it to either Pomona or Cal Poly. Problem with that is that if I shorten it to Pomona, people confused and think it's Pomona College. If I shorten it to Cal Poly, people think it's Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm yeah so much fun <laughs> and that's another state-run school
1: <laughs> yeah and i think uh isn't the long beach high school that snoop dogg and cameron diaz went to isn't that cal poly long beach or something is it interesting i, I want to say that it is but i could be totally wrong i didn't go to high school as you may or may not know
9: <laughs> cal poly long beach huh
1: i might be making that up
9: <laughs> Well, I mean it pops up. Oh. That's because what's it called? Like um
1: it's Long Beach Polytechnic High School. Ah, that's where I got the poly from.
9: I mean it's um there's also a, uh what's it called, um high school in what in North Hollywood that's also called that also just has polytechnic, I believe. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I guess what's it called like Polytechnic just denotes that it's a more stem based school. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> so good question.
1: <laughs> I think uh why can't uh, people start naming schools much better? Like everywhere you go, there's a George Washington high school or a whatever the fuck. Why can't there be like, uh, Oh, I don't know. The uh, Jerome Seinfeld polytechnic college of comedy.
9: <laughs> I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like a school I don't want to go to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us, Scott. And I believe <laughs> that is all of our time. So thank you again for being on. And uh, any final thoughts before we end this fantastic call?
9: (laughs) I mean, people should start submitting more nicknames for you to add to your AKA list. Mm. Come on now, everyone.
1: (laughs) Bug him on Instagram. RMC Guitars. Uh, No, that's Twitter, sir. It's RMCGS on Instagram. I mean, you didn't start following me until a couple weeks ago, so you know. (laughs) Well, if you posted more, I would have uh, been more eager to follow. But I follow you now, and that's what matters.
4: Uh,
9: speaking of which, I meant to what's it called, give you a new AKA. Um, the only, but all I remember was something like, AKA Rattata. <laughs> uh,
1: a Pokemon reference.
9: <laughs> hey, you actually got that.
1: <laughs> well, it is the original 150, so... I would. It is up my alley for my age. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. We have uh, no more time left for you to cyber bully me. But uh, hopefully we'll have you back on soon for a full show with Lisa.
9: I mean, if you guys want me on, but I personally think I'm not the greatest guest. So, you know,
1: (laughs) if you weren't, I wouldn't have asked you to be on here. Well, I did have Dr. Jen on. So, yeah, we're pretty desperate over here. Next up on the show, welcome back, Lauren Kelly. Hello. How are you doing?
10: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, and I think I'll be doing even better by the time this calls over, because I've got a little surprise up my sleeve. But first, (laughs) we're going to talk JMOs. So, Henry Atkins sent in a JMO that said... Crouch differently than I used to when pulling my pants down in the bathroom so the phone can't slip out <laughs> of the pocket into the toilet first, I just want to say uh what is that uh saying brevity brevity? <laughs> I just woke up. brevity <laughs> is the soul of wit uh-huh. or something like that. Uh, this guy needs to uh, tone it down with uh, all those words but is is this a jMO that uh, spoke to you?
10: No, I agreed with um, all of them of, no, you take your phone out of your pocket. Like that's, that's just too big of a risk. So like, yeah, even if I ha I I will carry my phone in my back pocket. Yeah. But you got to take it out so that it doesn't fall in the
1: toilet. (laughs) So I've now, uh, this, this might just be uh, an observation that I've made, but, uh, I think more women than men carry their phone in the back pocket and i think secretly it's so that men look at their butt like what is that weird object (laughs) sticking out of their pocket and then you're just staring at their butt um i always carry my phone in the front left but which pocket do you use
10: i if i if i'm carrying it in a pocket and not my purse then i guess like my back right pocket but girls pockets Mm. aren't Mm. big enough to put them in the front pockets
1: Ah, that is a very or good Or if point. you do, it's... it's
10: like real, like it's going to be a real big bulge right there. It's it's just not, <laughs> we can't. <laughs>
1: uh, You know, I never thought about that, but that is true. Uh, women are constantly complaining that the their jeans are poorly designed. You can like barely fit a Tic Tac in there.
10: Yeah. And I wore pants today to work that I just got and I ordered them in the mail. So I didn't, you know, try them on beforehand and all the pockets were fake. There's no real pockets in the (laughs) band. They're super cute, but there's no real pockets.
2: Oh, if I could, just one more thing. So literally about 10 minutes ago, I happened to be listening to this other podcast, which is a political podcast, but they happened to be talking about pockets and sort of what pocket you put your phone in, which came up on the Thursday show. So uh, if I could play a short clip from that podcast right now so it it turns out there's a study that actually the pockets on women's clothes are smaller than the pockets on men's clothes even when they're like for the same size and so that's one of the reasons why uh allison would be like yeah put stuff in your back pockets that makes more sense because the side pockets are smaller
7: it's your own fault you could just put your wallet there it's not it's not it's it's not your fault emily it's
10: not my fault oh my god pockets do for example, pockets... especially the side pockets
7: Yeah. The the
1: front so the back pockets are basically the same size. Yeah,
8: that's my intuition. All right.
1: Uh, But the front
2: pockets, you there is not a single pocket in the pants they examined where you could fit a phone from a any of the major phone manufacturing brands, not even one phone. Whereas every man man's pant has a pocket where you can stick your phone. Boom. So Allison was right. Wow, that is a terribly, terribly
1: designed pair of pants. Yeah. So have you have you ever dropped your phone into a toilet?
10: Um, No, but my son did. Oh. Yeah, he was playing on my phone, like playing a game on my phone in the bathroom and dropped it in the toilet. And he's like, I can't reach in there. That's gross.
1: <laughs> so he's like, uh, Mom, you reach in here.
10: Yeah. Yeah. So that oh. phone broke for good.
1: Uh, that is unfortunate. Well, moving on to the next JMO, we got one from Matt Wiggum that says, nothing is more annoying than hearing just the bass of someone else's music. This is not something uh, I get too annoyed by, but I wanted to talk about it because they, well, for one, you know, I listen to a genre of music that has a lot of bass, mm-hmm. so... uh I have no problem with that. But then they started talking about guys with uh, speakers on their motorcycles, which led into later on talking about how Lee Bruns booked David for a show in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. which was cool to have him mentioned. Um, Does anything about this JMO uh, speak to you?
10: Um, I don't mind the bass. My neighbor across the street tends to do that, like with his car parked and like you know, really loud, and I guess it it can annoy me sometimes, but in general, like, on the road, I don't care.
1: <laughs> now that we've covered Allison's show, a few weeks back, me and uh, our other host were having a little Seinfeld competition, and as you listened along, you were tweeting us, or texting us, <laughs> I would say, yeah. that, uh, hey, you got this one right, or you got this wrong, or whatnot, so you know you were kind of sticking it to me on one of these <laughs> questions so i thought what better way uh to test your seinfeld knowledge than to have a little pop quiz oh so no I've got, I've got the seinfeld trivia game right here okay. next to me uh would you like the easy or the hard questions
10: um let me try let me try easy i haven't seen an episode in a really long time so I don't
1: know. See, that's something I found interesting is I rarely watch Seinfeld. It's just burned into my memory from seeing it so long ago <laughs> that when Lisa's like, Oh, I just watched that episode, yeah. I was like, Oh, someone's been uh, cracking the books, huh? Yeah. I haven't seen an episode in ages. Uh but that's not true. Now that I have the hulu for Veronica Mars, I've seen a couple, but not very often do I watch it. First question, oh, no. which is an orange card. I'm so nervous card. <laughs> Kramer finds the set From this famous talk show In a dumpster And takes it home to interview his own Quote unquote guests
10: Uh, Is it Johnny Carson?
1: Is that your final answer?
10: Oh no Yeah
4: yeah.
1: (laughs) Oof I'm sorry that would be The Merv Griffin show
4: Okay Oh (laughs)
1: All right, moving right along. That was practice, right? (laughs) Yes. Jerry tells Elaine that Todd, Leslie's husband, is related to this political family.
10: The Kennedys?
1: That is correct, from the baby shower episode. I have no idea who any of those people are, so I would have missed that one.
5: (laughs) Is that Todd Gack? Moving
1: on. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. That name sounds familiar. Uh. Yellow question. Finish this sentence from Jerry. If you want to make a person feel better after they sneeze, you shouldn't say, God bless you. You should say, blank.
10: You're so good looking.
1: <laughs> Kelly, Lauren. <laughs> yes, you're a married woman. <laughs> Back to. Oh! You're right. <laughs> uh, sorry, I called you Kelly, by the way. <laughs> uh, Every day, man. Happens Every a lot. Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the correct answer from the Good Samaritan yes. episode. Man, you're killing it. Yeah. Uh, Green. Who does George get to take two IQ tests for him? Elaine. Of course. From the cafe. I episode. think
10: that was on on your... um. Wasn't that one uh, of I, your questions?
1: No, I, I mentioned it. I, I said I felt like Elaine where I needed a second chance. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway... What's Jerry's apartment number slash letter from this blue card?
4: Uh, I forget.
10: I forget. I don't know. Jay. <laughs>
1: Jay <laughs> This is uh this is tricky because his apartment starts out, I believe, as 3A, but it ends up five A.
10: Really? Wow, yes. holes in the story.
1: Yeah. Uh all right, and our final question from the red card. I think you have uh, 3 correct and 2 incorrect. Uh, so you can uh, end up with an even even uh, even record here. Okay. Who takes Elaine's infamous picture for her <laughs> Christmas cards? Kramer. That is correct. <laughs> so not not too bad. Oh wait, sorry, that was four uh correct and two incorrect. So you passed. Wow, thank you. And with that, I believe our time is up. I've got many more calls to make to uh well, um, you know, I'm getting I'm getting towards the end of the list here, so uh thank you again, Lauren, for being on. Not Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I so much. I might be talking to her uh, at a later time, or not Ooh, at all, sorry okay. to interrupt
10: no, that's okay, yeah, thank you for having me and hi, Lisa. I miss you <laughs> uh
1: I don't know who you're referring to <gasps> uh I don't know how to I haven't figured out how to end this, uh so yeah, thanks for being on, Lauren, and we'll have you on back very soon for a full episode,
10: okay, great, thank you, Raffi
1: and with that, we have reached the end of this marathon b f f all stars edition i want to thank everyone that was on the show you can follow me on instagram at rmcgs you can follow lisa at bff lisa lowry you can email us at bffancast at gmail.com and if you want to be a guest on the show just reach out in any of the many ways also go to the facebook page and check out whitney's post about donating to Raices, Texas. <laughs> I was, was going to say Mexico. Um, and uh, until next time, peace, God. <laughs> this was all you.
0: Tell